0: let this determination stir in your heart let it grow stronger and stronger to physically do something and what is needed to be done now you are doing, you are meditating so that this determination infuse your whole being so that even your body picks up this determination and knowing that meditation is the means to accomplish it naturally your body seeks the place, the posture conducive to meditation so all you have to do just let the body go into its posture to meditation bring your attention to the legs feel the legs seeking the posture conducive to meditation posture that is both comfortable and stable and let the legs find it and let the legs remain there bring your attention there Hold that determination. Feel that determination within the body. And let the hands find the posture conducive to meditation. And you know it is the posture and stability of it. And the sense of ease arising within the body itself. The elbows, the shoulders, the natural straightness of the back, centered head. Bring your attention, hold the determination, feel the determination within the body, and just let the body find that posture, that position that is conducive to meditation, mouth, teeth, tongue, eyes, descending on the body, let your mind rest in this ever deepening sense of ease, your determination and the sense of ease and bring your attention to your breath. not trying to control it don't concern yourself with what to do with distract don't concern yourself with forcing the mind to focus on anything not even the breath whatever else is going on in the mind let them go let them carry on just make sure that within the edge of the breath There is knowledge that the breath is breathing out while the breath, there is out-breath. There is knowing of the breath, breathing in when there is in-breath. As long as there is this knowledge, it doesn't matter what else may be present in the mind. determination, slight mindfulness of the sense of ease, your attention, have the intention now to keep the continuity of your awareness on the breath unbroken while you follow 21 cycles of breath. Mindfulness of the sense of ease come to the foreground of your mind. Just take note of it. Again, become aware of your determination and bring your attention to the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows. Strengthening your determination, invoking the means through which you will bring the objective of your determination, and feel that presence of your the point where all the Buddha's compassionate concern for you come to meet the point where all the loving care of all the Buddhas for you come to meet be yours in that space in front of you right form taken specifically to inspire you (coughs) indeed all the Buddhas responded to your sincere aspiration and have taken form to guide you and you are now in the presence of that form Show your reverence in your mind prostrate. Entrust yourself, take a refuge. Your faith. guide the method through which you will achieve your goal and the community you will achieve your highest goals, your highest aims, show your gratitude, make offerings. faults admit the actions committed under the influence of such weaknesses and turn to your infallible guide the infallible teaching, the infallible community and take refuge neutralize the negative in fear, promise to do something directed for as much as possible by the positive motivators of love, compassion or wisdom. And let the mind take great joy in all measures of merit, yours and others. And look at the conditions of our fellow sentient beings, the different forms of suffering they are forced to endure, the happiness they keep wishing for, that keeps eluding them. They act and strive after happiness, but being on their delusions, they only find more suffering. As soon as you feel your measure of, any measure of compassion and love, hold on to it. And while embracing all beings with this love and compassion, turn your attention again to your infallible guide. of the suffering of others now it shows you how through your infallible guide you are connected to all enlightened beings all suffering beings beg the enlightened beings to come into their lives, show us how to truly end pain, show us how to truly find happiness. you brought your mind. Feel the momentum of your compassion. To direct it toward the meditation you are about to do. Make a dedication for the success of your meditation. the very embodiment of what you're aspiring to achieve is in front of you. Your infallible guide to come to the crown of your head. And feel that bright presence above your head. Feel the rays emanating, filling you. Washing away your obstacles. Filling you with the that you seek, while you plead and beg for blessings. breath slowly become aware of the body once more Okay. I'm going to try to give you as much time as possible to meditate. Also, I uh, won't be much, too much of a new topic we're still doing the eight verses of mind training. And we've been doing the la- the last two lines for the past, I don't know, month and a half or so. Uh, They're supposed to be another interpretation of the eight dharmas. I think we covered no. all eight of them, but I'm not sure. But we didn't really uh, spend too much time with them. But we did uh, talk about the first two of the uh, they're called the eight extremes rather than the eight, uh, eight worldly concerns. And the first two are. Uh, so basically, the eight extremes are to. You know, extremes as far as. Uh, is to ascribe either. Uh, you know, those two terms, eternalism or nihilism. And uh, I don't know if anyone has come up with any uh, uh, better terms, but. That so far that 's what we have eternalism nihilism and and for it 's if you have any idea of uh, wisdom so far you know they 're talking about uh, uh, basically uh, ascribing inherent existence to what seems to be natural qualities of of, of Dharma, of phenomena there are some there are some phenomena that are that are permanent, there are some phenomena that ascribe those qualities to be inherently existent in those phenomena. So holding those, those qualities as being inherently existent is holding on to the, what they call the extremes, and there are eight of them. The first two that we talked about are, are ascribing inherent existence to arising. When we see a pattern, repeating 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 repeating, uh, wherever we see it and and sometimes when we do not when we have a misunderstanding of what it means for something to lack to be empty to lack in existence uh... some of one of the reasoning that we use is that uh... uh if it doesn't happen all the time then it must be empty uh, that's, sometimes that might be a good reasoning to help you to understand how something that we hold to be to always happen and to make us um, break free of it, but it's not an a, a airtight form of reasoning. Because there are phenomena that keeps going on, keeps going on, keeps going on. And that doesn't mean that oh, for as long as phenomena w- exist, they will give the appearance of arising, they will give the appearance of ceasing. And seeing that as something that is always there, we might grasp onto those that particular uh, that attribute of phenomena arising and ceasing as being inherently existent, because we may have a wrong understanding of what it means. Okay? So, just because, uh, for example, uh, the example that I think G- Gishela used a lot is uh, the I don't know if he uses it now, but the was it, the bad boss or the bad guy at work, angry boss, the angry boss. <laughs> The angry at, with everybody, then you would say that the the boss is uh, uh, inherently angry because we don't s- we see that the the angry boss is not angry at everybody, is angry at you but is very loving to someone else. Uh, his wife loves him. You hate him. So because it, that that, that, ang- that boss doesn't have being angry producer all the time. They would say, "Oh, because it doesn't have it all the time, then he is not inherently existent." And we and we ask, we take that reasoning, not having it all the time, to be, "Oh, that's what, how we determine something to be inherently existent or not." Okay. But this this is just an example, but it doesn't work all the time for every for every phenomenon. Specifically, the fact that phenomena arise, and they cease. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's in heaven, it doesn't matter if it's in the Buddha land, it doesn't matter if it's in samsara. Phenomena will continue to arise and they will cease. Okay. And the ceasing when as it ceases, something awful comes up. Okay. It could be that something wonderful arises, it stays wonderful, and it goes away, something wonderful else arises and it stays and it goes away. Okay. But, but the still the, the phenomena of arising and ceasing Continues. So, because it continues inherently exist phenomena. And how do you prove to. And, and the reason, remember when we were doing the Heart Sutra, the reason for going into these subtle phenomena and, and, and uh, analyzing them, whether they're inherently existent or not, as far as a beginner is concerned, whether arising and ceasing is inherently existent or not has, not, has no meaning for you. It will transform you drastically. Okay? But the closer you get to, uh, uh, the more experienced you are with analyzing phenomena and seeing how how, uh, you cannot find something that is inherently existent. When you come to such subtle uh, attributes, then it's necessary for you to analyze those subtle attributes and for you to see how also they are not inherently existent. And the reason for doing this is because the monster of grasping to inherent existence as, uh, as, uh, is deeply entrenched in our consciousness. We may, you know, it's like a very tall tree and you're like a bird's eye and you see seeing the, the top of, of the trees and then you, 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 you remove the, the top part and there's still so some more left and until you get to the ground and there's still some roots left. So if the, if the root remains then there's a possibility of that tree to continue to come back again. Okay. So in grasping to inherit existence, every kind of uh, disappointment that we ever experience, that we will experience in the future, the very cause of what caused us to suffer in the past, that is, it is this thing which is entrenched in our consciousness, deep within our unconsciousness, grasping to inherit existence. And the grasping becomes more and more subtle and more and more subtle that we grasp onto becomes more and more subtle phenomena. And we also have, and, and those subtle phenomena, is, uh, because they are so subtle, it becomes uh, difficult to see how they lack inherent existence. And if you cannot see how those subtle phenomena lack inherent existence, it is very difficult to uproot it. It's very difficult for you to get rid of the cause of your suffering. And, but before we get to those, uh, uh, at least intellectually, going through your mind, seeing what is. Uh, what does it mean for these subtle uh, qualities to be inherently existent? First, deal with things that that you will deal with on the see How those things can lack like, inherent existence, and so that you can be free from the dysfunction that they cause in your life. Okay. But eventually, in your in your career, when you're developing your two wings, when you're you know making them strong. You have to get to those uh, uh, subtle phenomena. So, uh, I don't know when we're going to get to the uh, other six, <laughs> but I'm sure they'll come up one, one of these Fridays. <laughs> okay. But uh, today I would like us to uh, uh, go back. We're going to focus on the teacher. And, and for me, it's been a, a week of uh, and also awful news at the same time coming. And, uh, you know, sometimes the awful news, let say, outshines, no, not outshines, outtrumps, <laughs> <laughs> outweighs, and <laughs> uh, what was that? Dominates. Dominates, yeah. No, even though you have good news, it was never there. <laughs> okay. So see, I, I, That's how it feels like uh, when I feel this way, the uh, best magician I do is beg. <laughs> <laughs> Focus on uh, on the teacher, and then beg, <laughs> beg for blessings. Okay, I had it. I can't take it anymore. I don't think I can continue. <laughs> Bless me, so I can. <laughs> okay. So um, remember, the uh, at when we were doing the preliminaries, we were focusing on the teacher, and the quality that I ask you to uh, focus on is that. Y- have to have, m- have some measure of conviction that, okay, why do you want to become a Buddha? What is it that's driving you to become a Buddha, a perfectly enlightened being? Okay. And you remember that. You say, when you become that, what are you going to do? You're going to go on vacation? <laughs> huh? Oh, finally, Buddhahood. <laughs> and then you do look at all sentient beings and you say, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the reason for you to becoming a fully enlightened Buddha is to finally be able to work. Now you're going to start to work. Now, remember, uh, you encounter situations, you encounter people, people you love, people you don't know, strangers, and then your compassion urges you to oh, do something, and you look within yourself, what can I do, what can I do, and you find all you can do is just hold on to that compassion. And the danger of, of, of losing faith, the danger of losing hope, uh, there's nothing I can do, why should I hold on to this compassion? It's, it's, it's hurting me. I don't want to be aware of this pain anymore. Okay? But now, even now, you finally have the resources within you to do something. So what are you going to do when you're fully enlightened Buddha? You're going to go out and help. So you have to imagine now those who have achieved that state already that's what they're doing and are you among one of those who needs help if you're not one of them, okay but if you are one among one of those who needs help a lot of buddhas are interested in you they're pouring their compassionate uh, concern towards you they're pouring their comp- their loving concern towards you and they're falling over each other trying to help you they all want to be the first one to come and help you. Okay? And since, all, there's, since it's not just one Buddha then you have to consider that somehow in their inconceivable in ways that they all somehow meet in one point to help you. And that one point where they meet to come to help you that's, who you, that's what you call the Lama. That's what you call the Guru. Okay? The point where all the Buddha's concern conviction that there is that point. Okay? And in whatever way you sense it, as light, as a person, as an emotion, in whatever way you sense, it, you sense it, in whatever ways you can direct some measure of conviction towards it, then you hold on to that, and hold on to that conviction that you are in that presence. Okay? And beg. Beg me to have the strength, the, the courage to love <coughs> John. <laughs> And Jeffrey and Marie, <laughs> I already got uh, Jennifer and uh, Lisa covered, but Tom, mm. <laughs> I need a lot of strength. Okay, those those tough moments come when in, when when you're questioning. Oh, I almost can't find my love here. This person is blinding up my love, <laughs> <laughs> making my love insignificant. Okay, so I beg for blessings to feel love, to never to love to be for love to be your center. Be uh, overcome by delusions that makes you uh, 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 lose faith. That makes you shake. That make, that shakes your faith. That shakes your conviction. <coughs> okay, so in n- whatever you want to beg for, look at the eight verses. Look at the sentiments of the eight verses, and beg for blessings to develop them. Immense value of sentient beings and treasure them, to really treasure them. When you see a, 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 a someone, a, a stranger in the street, to have same, to have a, a, the same way of of cherishing them as if you treasure your best friend. Okay, and then, yes, to be able to have that, you're not gonna be. Believe me, when you love else, other than the one that you already love, you're not. Um, You're not uh, desecrating your love, the love that you have for the one that you love already. Okay. This is the kind of love that gets better the more you love. Okay. Able to love a cockroach the same way you love your best friend. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. a so, cockroach? What, 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 what does the cockroach ever do to me? What did the a cockroach ever do for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> for me to love them the same way I love my. That would be. Like uh, uh, betraying my friend to love a cockroach the same way I love him. no okay the same the same measure of of uh, great contentment you feel because of the love you have for your friend you will you it will expand the more you, you the more you're able to bring into that embrace okay so beg for blessings to, to for your love to reach out without being let your love strike and strangle them. <laughs> okay, and so you can cherish them, always cherish them, and to to see yourself as a supreme servant of all sentient beings, to be truly concerned for their welfare and their happiness, and for you to strive to help them bring about to bring about their happiness. That's the th- third one. To be uh, to be vigilant. To see how the mental afflictions are your true enemies, and when wherever you see them, whenever you see them, to be able to stop them with, the, with just the force of your mind, okay, for them not to be to uh, overpower you, to overtake you, future in the in uh, in, the, in the face of someone you love, and then you cannot help again, okay. It's it's your mental afflictions that has been dis, uh, disempowering you, Disempa- uh, disempowering, you Disempowering you? Yeah. yeah. It's the mental afflictions that has been doing that. That are doing this. Okay? When you see yourself loving, that limitation is caused by the mental afflictions. So have the strength to, whenever you see those buggers come, that's the real one you should step on. Okay? Make sure they don't, cut, they don't arise anymore. Okay? Uh, and to have the strength and the courage to forgive indirectly. To never lose your love for whoever, whoever uh, treats, whoever you are uh, having a, a, with whomever you're engaging, whoever you are uh, having a connection, a relationship with, whatever in whatever way they're relating with you, to always hold the pole of love in in whatever relationship, okay, and be the, the foundation for any relationship. No matter what others you know, suffering sentient beings are doing, never lose your love for them. Even if they betray you, always love them. Have the strength. Beg for that kind of strength. Okay. The courage of the, of the bodhisattva to be able to take on pain. The pain of others. To be able to give away your happiness to others. And beg to know, to see the true demon, the true monster, the one who is responsible for samsara, had the strength to face it, to see it, and to overcome it, to see the true nature of reality, to see truth for what it is. Okay, So these are the eight things you can beg for, because, well, that's what we are, we're working on. Okay, So beg. <laughs> beg for blessings. And see yourself being drenched, uh, 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 Focus on the In the same way that you want to be exactly the way you want to be loved, that's how they love you, even more than that. And don't worry, don't 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 let uh, uh, those uh, demonic thoughts of doubt, who you're not worthy of love of such pure beings. They are too pure to love someone like you, something like you. You have too much mental afflictions. They are too pure. They cannot love you. Don't let those demonic uh, thoughts. Uh, have any say in, in your mind. Okay? And don't believe them. They can uh, they can uh, overwhelm your mind but still don't believe them. And you can even... Uh, uh, the more the Buddhas love you. Mm-hmm. The more afflicted you are, the more the Buddhas are concerned for you. Okay? They don't want you to suffer even the least and now they see that you are you are filled with the causes of immense suffering. Of course, they, are, they have very, a lot of concern for you, okay? They don't say, oh, that person is too, too filled with mental affliction with, uh, with I don't know, uh, what's the equivalent in Buddhism for sin? Has done too many bad deeds, too many bad karma, uh, too, too impure? Let me, let, me, let me deal with the 10th-level Bodhisattvas who just about to become Buddhas. I'll <laughs> hang up with them instead. Okay? <laughs> uh. Why do, you think that they, the Buddh- why do you think the bodhisattvas want to hang out here more than they want to hang out in, in, the, in the paradises? Why do the bodhisattvas make prayers? May I, may, I, uh, may I not be reborn in a pure realm? May I be reborn uh, amongst ancient beings? Not because they think, what well, is boring in paradise? Over here you mm-hmm. got get fun. Okay? It's not because of fun. <laughs> because <laughs> there's no fun. Okay? There's more fun in the paradise. <laughs> okay. No, because they love you. They have compassion for you. That's why they want to be, hang, be, be around you all the time. They want, to be, they want to be so close to you as soon as you are ready. They want to be right there, right in your breath, right in front of your face. You don't have to call them all the way from the other way. OK, okay, okay. okay 1,000 light years. Wow, how am I going to get to Erica? OK, <laughs> 2,000 light years, 4,000 light years. 5,000 light years I still have 1 trillion light years left to travel Will <laughs> I make it in time <laughs> okay no they want to be right here right in front of your face there's that willingness within you okay I'm, re- I'm ready I see I'm suffering I want to get rid of the cause of suffering they say wow okay now they take they, they, right in your face take you on okay and whatever you need to see they will, they will appear as that that's why the bodhisattvas make prayers. Uh, the teachers don't want us to be, uh, don't uh, have, uh, start to develop discouragement. this plane, yeah. All this, you have to eat, you have to work, you have to do all these things that, have, that, that are not Dharma. And if you want to do Dharma, you've got to do it on retreat, you've got to feed yourself. <laughs> You know, you got to do all those other things that seems to be not connected to with doing dharma, okay? And that's how it is uh, in this plane. So do you think bodhisattvas find this to be a a good way to practice, where they can be in a place where they don't need to do these things, 24 hours a day, all they do is practice because they love you. They love sentient beings. Okay. So knowing this immense, infinite ocean of love is surrounding you. Just tap into it and beg. (laughs) Okay, beg. Beg for blessings. All right, I'm going to start begging. I do my begging. (laughs) I'll see you in 20 minutes. (laughs) Okay. Your memory of the tranquil state that you experienced before. Let it be as vivid as you can make it. And once you have the taste of this tranquility, five cycles of breath to help stabilize it that bright presence above your head. This is the compassionate concern of all in life. This is the very loving gaze of all Buddhas and Bodhisattvas for you, meeting at one point. for a long time you think emotionally you may feel that way and perhaps there's still an affliction that you're still struggling with be love beg for blessings to be free of this affliction Now, add to that conviction that you are going to, and let your mind be open to what inseparability, being inseparable, will mean. together with your conviction aspiration to be inseparable see and feel that point of light that bright present tiny point of light and ascribe to that point of light all those attributes in their purest form that they can take as if you can take space and, in essence so take the love and compassion and wisdom of all the Buddhas somehow squeeze them together until they become a form that's the that tiny point of light see it descend through the crown of your head And to that the conviction that you are going to become inseparable. See it enter your heart center. Your very identity, your mind, is in your heart center. You can see it as the first letter of your name, or just a sense of yourself. And that point of light merges with it, becoming inseparable. And whatever meaning inseparable means to you, hold on to it with affirmation. Find within you almost a very ease, confidence, That is a confidence that doesn't come with hard work. Oh, yeah, all those things you were begging for, you have them. You've been granted them. And keep repeating it, keep going back to it, and just relax, stay in that easy confidence. Yes, you've been granted. All those things you've been asking for, and almost feel like getting up. loving concern.